All right, so hope everybody had a good New Year's and Christmas, and my brother and I are continuing a tradition that we started last year by publicizing our top 10 list of albums. We've been doing this for years. I haven't been as faithful as my brother, but now that we have a podcast that everybody's just dying to listen to and hear about our favorite music, you are welcome. No, it is really cool, though, that we have a lot of music listeners or listeners that share our fondness with music and we we do have a lot of dialogue on the side with about albums and every now and then I'll tweet out what I'm listening to and a lot of you guys are listening to the same thing. So my brother and I actually have somewhat of a, a good feel for what the other has been listening to this year but we do not know each other's top 10. I'm going to uh, wild or, guess it here. You're going to have a lot of rap in your top 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You are pretty much right. You got any? Yeah, actually I do. I try to have at least one rap album because I do like rap. Yeah. So I like to represent at least one per top 10 if there's something worthy. And I'd say that the last seven or eight years has been at least one rap album that I really did like. Yeah. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So we're not going to take up too much of your time, mainly... This is for people that will be motivated to go out and listen to some things that maybe they haven't heard of or haven't given a listen to based on our recommendations. Obviously, because of copyright laws, we can't play anything really on on this podcast or iTunes usually picks it up and takes it off of the episode anyway. Um, well, I will start off with my number 10, and I'm sure a lot of you have given this one a good listen, but it is The Carter Five by Lil Wayne. And, uh, Jared, have you listened to that at all? I have not, actually. Okay. And I really do like The Carter Three a lot. That's probably my top 20 rap album, so I probably should get on this. Yeah. Here's the kind of embarrassing thing for me is I haven't really listened to any Lil Wayne album thoroughly until this one. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's it's just weird how sometimes... Uh, certain artists escape you and yeah. you just never really gave it a whirl. Yeah. I would definitely dig into his early mixtapes from the early 2000s. Yeah. Those things are pretty, pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. So that one snuck in for me. Uh, number 10, the Carter five, Lil Wayne. All right. So <clears throat> the more I listened to these albums, the harder it was for me to choose my number 10, believe it or not. Cause there were like four really good albums that all could have been number 10. Yeah. Um, Shout out to MXPX's new album, the the new Tiny Moving Parts, and a band called Idols. Those would have been my top ten or number ten, but my official, I guess, number ten is Pusha T and Daytona. Okay, that's my rap album of the year. Um, the beats are fly. Uh, the guest spots are really good. Kanye West actually sounded really good on this album. Um, but uh, yeah, Pusha T. I've been a fan of his since he was in Clips back in his Clips days in the early two thousands. Um, but this one definitely was the the rap album that I went to went back to the most for sure. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. I mean, I recommended it to you. I do exactly. think it's yep. super unique. Uh it didn't didn't do it for me in the same way that it has for you or most other music listeners. I think this one made most of top 50s, right? Pitch 4. There's a lot, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah Sputnik yeah. and yeah. It got a lot, I mean, very... Got a lot of love. Very worthy yep. of it as well. My number nine is Double Negative by Lowe. And 
I remember when you were in town for Charleston, I was letting you listen to it because I had yeah. just started listening to it. And it was one of those albums where I was like, gosh, it's kind of weird. But I kept listening to it and then finally ran into uh, it's, it's a song. I think it's called Trying to Work It Out. And I was like, man, this song is so good. And then it kind of draws you in. You know, you hear yeah. that one song, you're like, okay, the rest of it's got to be kind of good if this song is on here. But great album by Lowe. They've been putting out music literally since, I guess, the 90s. Yeah, I'd mid, say early to the 90s. Mid, yeah. late 90s. They're still doing it. And this one seems to have gotten more recognition than any of their past albums, I guess. I guess I'm not totally familiar with how much recognition their former albums, but this one's a big one. Yeah, we see they're de- definitely their post-90s output. This has been the, probably the most well-received. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because this is kind of an album I would not think that you would put it in your top 10 because it's so experimental and weird. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really been able to wrap my head around it yet, but I still am trying and I'm still pursuing it because I know it's a great album. Um, I love the sonic textures. It's got a really, really cool sound to it. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the band, this is radically What different. is a sonic texture? What is a sonic texture? Yeah, is that like a scientific thing going no, on? No, it's just, okay, or? so sonic, I mean, means sound, right? Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, 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 so sonic sound, texture, like the way it kind of feels on your ears. Yeah. Um, would you not agree? It doesn't have a yeah. weird sonic texture to it? Or yeah. But what I was, would probably say something like, it was recorded cool. It was it was recorded <laughs> cool, for sure. Um, but again, for those of you who have not listened to, to low, this is a radical departure from their old stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they pioneered the whole slowcore subgenre back in the 90s. And so this is way more electronic, way more processed, way more studio-oriented versus their older stuff, their 90s stuff, was way more raw. Did it make um, your top 10? Low? It did not. Sorry. It did not? It did yeah. not, yeah. yeah. But again, that's an album that I'm continuing to listen to, and I think my appreciation for it will be ever-evolving. All right, so, let's hear yeah. your number nine. Number nine, uh, I listened to a lot of metal this year. And so this is one of my favorite uh, metal albums of the year, which was Yob, Y-O-B, Our Raw Heart. They've been around since, I think, the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, they put out really, really slow, plodding doom metal Yeah. Um, with a lot of clean vocals. So if you're kind of dabbling in metal and you kind of want to push yourself a little bit, this may be a good starting point because, again, it's the, the vocals are, for the most part, clean. Yeah. And it's not super heavy. I mean, it's heavy, but it's not fast. Right. Um, and I think it's, it's a good gateway band to check out metal. So, And the songwriting was really cool, very heartfelt. Apparently, this guy was dealing with a serious life-threatening illness the past couple of years. So I think this was the culmination of his battle Dang. with that. I mean, I think I know he came out on top. But uh, again, it's a very heartfelt, powerful, uh, strong Doom album for sure. Yeah, awesome. All right, so make a quick mention here you and i were discussing how i mean obviously you guys get it i mean these lists are very personal to us there's so much good music out here and we don't listen to music for a living trying to make sure nothing slips through the cracks so this is obviously representative of stuff that we've personally been taking the time listening you and i both said that a couple of albums that we just recently started listening to because of recent lists coming out with pitchfork and stereo gum and all of that uh, but two of these albums on the list you and i are pretty sure will find itself on our top 10 list at some point but too late because we're putting it out right now one of those is snail mail it's an album uh 
called Lush. Uh, the band is Snail Mail. You and I are listening a good bit to that. And then Earl Sweatshirt's newest album. I mean, you would say that Earl Sweatshirt is super experimental for oh, hip-hop. Most, I mean, most definitely. I would say Earl Sweatshirt in the past like five years or so has been my favorite rapper. Yeah. Really, his last two albums are just unbelievable. So this one is, like you said, very experimental. Um, it's very dense. Like I feel like while it's only like 28 minutes long, yeah. it's going to really take me a long time to wrap my head around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like what I hear so far. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Well, my number eight album is the Dirty Projectors Lamp Lit. Pro, you say prose or is prose? How do you, how do you say that word? I would word? say prose. Prose. Yeah. Prose. Cool. Um, this album, I, I've I've always had kind of a sweet spot for this band, and not, none of their albums necessarily are earth shattering from a standpoint that keeps keeps them on like a top twenty five all time albums. But they always they always put out an album that's just so fresh, and and there's like a, a newness, like very unique instrumentation. And what's really cool is they always figure out a way for it to also sound super catchy. I know in the past the lyr the the lyrics will sometimes be old school rap songs from like the 90s and they're actually singing it. I didn't I, I, that. Oh yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. It's nice. hilarious. But yeah, just just another great album by these guys if you're looking for something fresh and interesting and something that doesn't sound like a lot of the stuff that people are listening to nowadays, check this album out, and uh, maybe you'll want to visit some of their earlier stuff. But great, great, great album. All right, so my, my number eight album is, um, I don't know what you call this style of music, uh, maybe Noise. Uh, so the band is called Daughters, and the album is You Won't Get What You Want. And uh, I'm not that familiar with their back catalog, but the hype for this band was absolutely insane this year, so I finally dove in and... I found myself not being able to stop listening to it. And in fact, I bought I bought it on vinyl, and I've been listening to it the past so it's one of those months. Weird, weird. Noise yeah, it's, it's super. It's okay. So the way the guy sings, I mean, you almost, listen to this while you're working out, or like while you're just kind of relaxing. Like when is this? I think it's great driving music. Oh yeah. <laughs> so if I'm driving on like 95 and this traffic's insane, this one kind of gets me like in that kind of fired up. Yeah, it's super intense, very dark. Uh, instead of singing, the guy kind of talks his way through the songs. Um, maybe think back to early Nine Inch Nails. It has that kind of industrial quality to it. So I would say noise slash industrial. In fact, when my daughter heard it in the car, she said, Dad, is this industrial? And I, I, I think it's a great way to, to kind of capture the sound is industrial slash noise. Um, but if you want to find yourself listening to something a little bit more on the fringe out there, raw and intense, definitely check out Daughters. Yeah. Not sweet. for everybody, though. Yeah, sweet. When my kids get in the car, uh, they always say, Dad, is this more of that gangster shit? And I always say, yep. <laughs> uh, my number seven, I suspect that this makes your top ten, but maybe not. But seven by Beach House. It is a very... Uh, I mean, if, if you listen to Beach House, there's not much to say as far as i mean it's they didn't go into like a new direction no. or i mean it's just your standard beach house stuff take it or leave it but it's i think certainly... it was a little bit more complicated complex this time around though really? i think the song structures were a little bit there's more variation i thought at least. yeah but yeah. i like it though yeah, yeah. for sure yeah I, it's a great album from start to finish uh beach house for those of you that haven't checked it out it's just they just pull off like a very 
subdued, mellow uh, sound. Vocals are are not abrasive by any means. Kind of more of a laid back approach to. They call it vocal. dream pop. Yeah, yeah, that, perfect. Yeah, enough said. Yeah, great album. All right. Your number seven? Yeah, I would just say for that album. I mean, it, if we had a, if we extended this to top fifteen or top twenty, that that was probably my number my number fifteen actually. But yeah. beautiful album, definitely check them out for sure. All right, so my number seven is a band that um, Satan music. This is not satanic music actually. This is <laughs> this is actually punk pop, believe it or not. Nice. Um, so one of my favorite albums from the past couple of years, our favorite artist from the past couple of years, is Jeff Rosenstock. Um, his new album this year is good. Wasn't one of my favorites, but he's also affiliated with a band called Antarctico. Vespucci, yeah, and their album "Love in the Time of Email" is really catchy, melodic pop, pop punk that I strongly suggest or recommend that you check out if you're into that kind of stuff. Excellent songwriting, the lyrics are great, humorous, very relatable, and just really catchy music. Sweet, yeah. My number six is a recent induction to my top ten. In other words, I have been able to listen to this album enough in the last three weeks to know it belongs and then i had to figure out which albums i liked it better than but that it's uh bark your head off dog by hop along uh very melodic um just extremely um strong vocals female vocals it almost reminds you if Janis Joplin lived in 2018 and listened to emo. Yeah, joined a <laughs> emo indie band. But uh, one one thing I I noticed about Hopalong is how they don't try to go for any like thick um, uh, distortion hardly ever. It's just a very, very clean sound. Yeah, and that's what makes this album different than the previous album. Yeah, because the previous album made my top ten, and I actually like this album a lot. But what kept me from really loving this album was just that, just how clean. Yeah, it is. yeah. And again, it's a great album. That would have been my number fourteen if it an extended like playlist or extended uh, top whatever top fifteen. But solid album but their their earlier albums were a little bit more abrasive they they did reach those those noisy crescendos right. when this album did right dang um, so far we don't have any overlap yeah interesting yeah yeah um number six for me was a band or an artist that has been in my previous top tens um her new album this year i think is her best that's mitski be the cowboy oh, yeah. um this was pitchforks number one i think anyway beautiful album just really gorgeous uh pop uh, excellent vocals, interesting songwriting, very introspective, um, solid. I mean, I think I think there's a degree of experimentation, but overall, it's more of a pop album. Yeah, but a solid pop album. For yeah. Sure. My number five is "Dirty Computer" by Janelle Monae, and I've actually been listening to her now since the very first Pitchfork top fifty list that I paid attention to. I remember seeing her and reading the description and checking it out, and being like, "Oh my gosh, this is my kind of R and B kind of." thrusted me into a whole new world of I, I mean I don't want to sound arrogant but like legit R&B that just represented kind of a musician doing what they wanted to do writing songs how they wanted to and opening the door to creativity and doing things kind of off the the beaten path and this album is so good she has Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys help kick it off as well as many uh, guests throughout the album she is definitely big into sex and kinky sex and 
being herself and it's <laughs> i read I, I read a comment on how they're just like oh janelle monet definitely keeps nothing a secret like wow. lyrically she just puts it all out there that so. kind of sounds like bad christian a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well for my for my legalistic pentecostal background uh, i i definitely sense a lot of the elders in my former churches turning around Ooh. in their graves yeah. wondering what happened to joey <laughs> i i mean I, i'll 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 be honest it's, it's a uh, I mean, it's a little personal to share, but when I first listened to the album, I, th- like at least three songs, I just had to skip because they wow. were just so over the top. But now I think I can. I, I never, I never could let go of just how beautiful it is, though. Very Prince uh, influenced, as uh, you, you, I mean, you can tell this that Prince is on a high pedestal in her music listening but she's just golly that was my next question her influences so would you would you call her more old school sounding or new school or yeah i mean kind of like a kind of like a an old school nod to a lot of the classic 80 sort of stuff i mean she's definitely into that but i mean just a completely unique creative vibe she's notorious for it i mean excellent stuff well i'll see your r&b and raise it to hardcore uh we have turnstile time and space at number five for me this was a cool blast from the past speaking of old school really reminiscent of bands like snapcase earth crisis the old school like late 90s hardcore um these guys are super young and they're doing it well i think it was a great homage that to that sound that period of time you know the hardcore old school hardcore um and i know you liked it Right. Yeah, it, it was. It, I, I listened to it for a good while, uh, spun it probably for a few weeks, but then I realized, you know what? This is like a slap in the face. I might as well listen to Snapcase, which is like a punch in the face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I seriously, it was just yeah. like I don't listen to this music that much. I think I'll enjoy just bringing some old Snapcase. Yeah. Out. <laughs> and for those of you who have not listened to Snapcase, that's a, definitely a band to, to check out if you're into hardcore at all. This, this, you know, they had they had like I think three full links, and they're all just gems. For yeah. Sure. I, I mean, with a band like this, they're obviously. I mean, in, in, unless they're uh, doing music very unorthodox order wise. I'm assuming they're young guys. Yeah. So are these young guys that checked out some old stuff like Snapcase in in the same way that kids our age in high school and college were checking out Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin? I mean, is this like retro stuff that they're like, oh man, they yeah. used to make music so cool in the late yeah. 90s, let's do it. I mean, I think, okay, so I think it's two things. I think you still have a vibrant, hardcore scene. So these are obviously scene kids. And if you're in a scene, you always give respect to the godfathers of the scene. And I yeah. think Snapca- Snapcase is definitely considered to be one of those. So I think it's just, I think they're just kind of gravitating to a band that was highly influential to a certain scene in a certain time and then saying, hey, let's do that. Yeah. Is, is my guess. And it's funny, their older albums before this one sound more like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely yeah. like that's part of their roots as well, I would say. Cool. My number four, when I'm listening to it, it, it just feels like my number one. I, I started listening to it probably in the last month, and maybe if I would have started listening to it in the summer, it would be my number one right now, but it's FM by Vince Staples. 
interestingly enough, I was discussing this with someone else and how his re- his music releases for me they're take it or leave it like uh, of all of his releases there's one ep and one full length the one that i'm talking about right now fm that are two of my favorite rap releases of all time but the rest of his stuff I, i'm not really into the best way that i can put it is he's got a a very experimental leaning and then he has a very pop uh, ear candy leaning where it just feels like hip hop. That's everything you ever want. Yeah, I can totally and, see that. And so yeah. when he leans into that pop sort of vibe, that's when I like it. When he leans into the experimental, I'm just not as into it, but my gosh, if this album is not so good. Yeah. I just sort of listened to it like within the last two weeks. And I would say that it's definitely the most immediate, immediately rewarding rap listen of the yeah. year for me. I mean, it is, I'm going to, I'm going to give it some more spins to make sure I really like it before I can put it into a list. But as far in terms of just immediately liking it and getting it, it clicks right off. Yeah. The bat. Well, I'm looking at the rest of my list and we will have no overlap no whatsoever. Overlap. That may be a first. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. So my number four is an extremely obscure band that probably no one listening has heard of before. And if you have, you should DM, uh, pastor Joey <laughs> to let him know. Cause you're cool. Um, it's a band called Bostonege, B-O-S-S-E-D-E-N-A-G-E. And the album is called Further Still. They're off a really obscure label called The Flinzer, which I'm a huge fan of. They're all their releases. They just are... got signed to Warner Brothers, though, by the way. I'm oh. looking at an article on I'm take, CNN. I'm taking them out then right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's. I don't think anybody... This is one of those albums where you either get it or you don't. I suspect most of you would not get it because it is... It's so extreme. It's blistering fast, drumming um sick vocals deranged lyrics um i guess you call it post black metal because it doesn't have the the old school sound of like tremolo picking and stuff like that but it has that speed that rage um i just love it nice yeah uh deranged lyrics messed up lyrics yeah for sure <laughs> all right my number three is none other than eve by emery uh, this album is making its way up the emery charts for me Having been a listener to all of their albums, pretty pretty thorough listen. As a matter of fact, I'll even revisit them every now and then. The question being on top of my list, but Eve is making its way to compete with that. I feel like there is uh, only going downhill from here for Emery. Like Whoa. this is about as high as they can get. Wow. They're they're gonna walk down the hill from here, man. So you just limited them <laughs> yeah. as artists. They gotta <laughs> they gotta change things up, or this is about as good as it gets, man. This album is so good. Actually, Devin's song "Streets of Gold" is my number one song. I put together a little top ten list that we aired on BC Club episode. Uh, for bad Christian listeners that uh, that 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 pay to be a part of a club, and uh, yeah, so this was my number one song, "Streets of Gold," and this album is just so good. Eve by Emery. Cool. I mean, I haven't listened to too much of that album yet, but what I've heard, I definitely do like, and I will definitely revisit it. And it's kind of funny. My number three is probably the same genre and I think they're contemporaries, but it's the first album by this band that I've ever listened to. It's called, they're called senses fail. And the album is, if there is light, it will find you. This is definitely not really my cup of tea these days, but this album, I cannot stop listening to. I don't care what song I put it on. I just am locked in. What's not your cup of tea. 
this style, like I guess I would call it like early two thousands emo, yeah, punk emo or whatever. And not to slam it, it's just uh, you know I'm an older dude now, so I, I listen to different things. But this album is is just so catchy. The songwriting is so good. I can't find a single bad song on it. And I just probably probably the most listened to album, probably the second most listened to album of the year for me. Nice. Um, so if you're into the scene, if you're into the, to the, that like punky emo type stuff, uh, you can't go wrong with this album. In my yeah, opinion. yeah. I think uh, I want to say I checked it out at some point in the year uh, off of your recommendation, and it's one of those. I need to circle back around because I do think that there. You you and I discussed recently too, just the whole streaming music and and you and I have both recently kind of converted to listening to uh music on Apple Music. You you've also gone the vinyl route. I have not, but I I think uh, overall we see it as a positive experience. My my biggest yeah. thing is I I feel like sure the potential ex- and and a lot of people don't I mean this is eventually going to be a lost art most i mean i would say a lot of music listeners they don't understand what it was like to have clarity in your cd player in your car for months at a time and and hang on to every second of every song like those days are 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 gone um but oh shoot i lost my train of thought i think i think maybe what you're trying to say is that because we have access to so much music, it's hard to stay committed to a certain album yeah, yeah, yeah. to really experience it in its full. Yeah, and and I think that when you've been listening to music as long as you and I have, uh, you know, knuckleheads, I, I, it's 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 crazy. It's like you think that adults they eventually kind of move on from being so much into uh, music, and here yeah. we are in our forties and we're still listening to music in the same way. But I think. Uh, the, the thing that intrigues me is I do feel like for the most part, like the, the chances are there to, to, to miss out on a really great album because it doesn't get your interest right, right away. And you and I both experienced some of our greatest albums being the result of patience yep. and, you know, following, con- continually listening. And, uh, you know, I think that... Uh, I, I, something's wrong with my mind. Uh, it's New Year's morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say too that uh, that I think it's the, that's the true value in these end of the year lists because if you are an avid listener like we are, if that does happen to you where you 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 go to an album it doesn't click immediately, this time of year reminds you of the albums that may have fallen through the cracks because they're written by people who are also really into music. So yeah. I'll go back to the albums that you really like. Maybe you'll revisit some of the ones that I really like, and that'll kind of help us not make those mistakes yeah. with certain albums. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, uh, I think that I remember the point that keeps eluding me is like, I feel like I can pick up on when an album has the potential of, of growing on me. So what's been really neat is recognizing somewhat early on, oh shoot, this album is just not going to do it for me. And so uh, earlier when I would have bought an album, I felt like, nah, I got to stay with this. I'm not wasting, you know, six 99 for an album and not giving it a try. Whereas now you don't feel those sorts of constraints. You're just like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to this delete. So I feel like I've been able to get to more music and uh, almost more quickly. I mean, because 
there's so much music out there, and I recognize now, I know when there's an al- I mean, the albums that I want to listen to are the ones that when I'm listening to, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't stop listening to this. Right. But, I, but like, for example, Low, that album, yeah. wasn't one of them, right. but I, I felt like there was something deeper there. Yeah. You know? I'll jump in right now for my number two. I may as well go ahead and say it. It's, it's an album like that. Like, yeah. I, I knew there was something there, and I was very patient with it. And then it was one song at a time. Yeah. One song is love. I couldn't stop listening to it. Then I would go to the song before it or the song after it. And I kind of would work my way out from that one song. And then I just fell in love with the whole album. And yeah. that, that album is Foxing, uh, Nearer My God. Uh, just a gorgeous album. Uh, the songwriting is brilliant. The lyrics are really, really thought-provoking. I would almost call this a post-emo album because it retains a lot of the emo qualities. I would say the crescendos. Um, the climax is also the, the the deep introspective lyrics, but at the same time, it embraces a lot of pop yeah. and some experimentation. So, just a really really gorgeous album, um, but one that does require patience for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like when you think about listening to this album, was there ever a point where you're like, "eh, this is," or did you kind of feel like from early on you recognize, "now nah, I'm going to give this one a a it's, more substantial shake here." Yeah, it's funny because. The, the one song that first got me got me actually pretty early on. Yeah. The song is actually called Nearer My God. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, this song kicks so much ass. This album's going to kick so much ass, but I couldn't find another song that I liked. Yeah. So then I kept digging and digging and digging and digging because of that one song. And yeah. then, then it clicked. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. All right. So my number two album was recently bumped to number two from number one i once i established kind of my top tens i started listening to them because this year i had a hard time putting them in order it was probably the more easier year of figuring out what my top 10 favorite albums are but then putting them in order was a more difficult process so this one was my number one up until like a week and a half ago and that's the black panther soundtrack Mm. i mean i just can't get away from the fact that kendrick lamar uh, the weekend, Saza, and just the the guests Vince, from Vince Staples to Schoolboy Q, and all along every single song is just the most ear candy, poppy, badass, hardcore rap. That's just from one song to the next, and it's interesting too because I was listening to this album before checking out the movie Black Panther, and <laughs> most of these songs aren't even in the movie. <laughs> So it's okay. it's like its own little project, yeah, but yeah. it's just so good, man. Like I when it came out, I it, it was one of those albums that I just listened to nonstop. I mean, Would you I say it's more hip hop and more R and B? Uh, I'd say a pretty good blend, but more hip hop than okay. R and B. I'll check yep. it out then. I think we're up to our number ones. Yep. So you you already gave your number two. Yeah. It was okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, All right. Well, my number one album is Aesop Rocky testing, Ooh. and interestingly enough, everyone that I recommend this album to, I haven't had one person come back and say, "Man, you were right. This album's unreal." But <laughs> I just I can't help it. I don't know what it is about this album. I I, I don't know if this guy just writes hip hop that is specifically made for my sorts of uh, preferences. My earbuds are are just perfect for them, but it is just a great album. I love his his vibe. I, he he's got like a a laid back approach, but then when you're really listening to what he's saying, it's just so creative with how he's saying it. 
I'm a sucker for Frank Ocean, one of my favorite artists. And like one of the last songs on the album is a collaboration with uh, Frank Ocean, which I think ended up being my second favorite song of the year. But this album is just just so great. And there's a few songs where I'm like, how did he come up with this arrangement? It's just so neat. Uh, so he is not on I haven't seen him on one list so it's yeah, interesting and, and what's yeah. interesting too is I remember his very first album I think it was a mixtape was like uh, number one on a bunch of stuff that's my favorite album by him yeah. personally but you know I listened to this you, you actually recommended this and Pusha T at the same time Yeah. and I liked it but Pusha T just overwhelmed it so I didn't really listen to it that much but yeah. this one I'll definitely go back and listen to yeah. I, I've always been a fan of his delivery his flow and stuff yeah. so alright your number one my I number no one idea. is definitely the most polarizing band in metal right now but I would say along with Touche Amore it's my favorite band currently and that's Death Heaven oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ordinary right, Corrupt man. Human Love um, I saw them live back in, back in July this year and this album is just absolutely stunning it blends shoegaze and black metal together I think seamlessly um, it has my favorite song of the year, which is Canary Yellow. Um, it does require patience. I mean, the songs are about you know ten to eleven minutes long with different movements, but just really, really intense. And just the one word I can say is just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And that sounds weird describing a metal or a black metal album. Not but if you're a black metal or metal, yeah. Fan. But this this is this has some, <laughs> I think universally beautiful moments. Yeah. But in its entirety, to me, it's the most beautiful album of the year. So that's cool. Yep, awesome stuff. That's cool. Well, tell me one album that if we were doing this in the late 80s, one album that would have certainly made one of your top three lists. Okay, so go was I... Was Beyond, I sh- Beyond Belief, Petro would definitely okay. have made it on one of mine. So you're talking about <laughs> Sheltered Us, not <laughs> yeah. like... Okay, so Sheltered Us, late 80s, I would definitely Once say... Once Dead, Vengeance, Less Pillars 90s. But I, I would say late 80s, I would definitely say Striper... And God we trust. Yeah. That, I mean, that was that was a solid value oh, yeah. for me. Yeah, I guess Beyond Belief may have been 90s. All right. Well, guys, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Hopefully some of these music recommendations leads you in the right direction. Uh, if, if you haven't really checked out, like if, if you haven't really done the whole top 50 list, it really is interesting. I think Pitchfork is my favorite, but then you got Stereo Gum. Sputnik. Sputnik and, yep. All right. Well, you guys have a good one.